Love and Watches is a family-friendly podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team who've been wearing and collecting watches for more than 45 years. They enjoy bringing you the latest in collecting, interviews, news, and all things interesting in the world of watches. Enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam. Welcome to the Love and Watches podcast, the podcast for all watch lovers. This is host number one, Ranch Racer. And this is co-host or... Or host number two. Host number two. (laughs) Perpetual girl. Can you believe it? You guys, we are coming to you a week after we released an episode. Pretty amazing. I know our episodes have been a little slow on the roll, so we thought that... um, you know, we're all stuck at home right now with, with everything going on in the world, and we thought it was our duty to uh, do what we can to help entertain you guys. So <laughs> along those lines, A, we're going to try to get episodes out a little more frequently, at least for now, and B, we thought a great topic for this episode would be uh, talking about what we can do while we're all stuck at home in terms of our hobby, all right? So we have all kinds of fun ideas for you that we're going to talk about today. Uh, I've I had a couple on the list, and... PG, you you wrote a ton down, so I did. We're gonna have some fun stuff to talk about. I think uh, we'll go back to our normal format. We'll do some wrist checks here, and then roll into just some housekeeping items, and then we'll get into our our normal uh, <clears throat> vein of the topic. Hopefully, everyone's safe and healthy, and it's a tough time for everyone. You know, it's tough for us, right? I mean. We kind of stocked up early on supplies, but shelves are empty, and it's crazy right yeah, now. We we didn't hoard. No. But you, you, know, you kind I, of saw it coming like a month ago. I did. So we uh, we prepared, and I think we got food for a month or two, probably. If we absolutely have to, it might get a little boring, but right. you know, we'll be able to feed ourselves and uh, take care of uh, duties in the, the bathroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> making sure oh. we're clean. <laughs> a lot of great memes going around. Lots of great. As a matter of fact, I'm creating some of them, so I'm probably guilty of yes. of, uh, of that. But um, sometimes yeah, you have to laugh. You got to laugh, right? When when life throws you this kind of curveball, you definitely have to laugh. So, but mm. I I feel I have a feeling that I'm going to be inside on this property, not going anywhere for a very long time, including you. Yeah. Because we can't risk. I'm in the high risk group. Yep. So we literally might go get prescriptions, and that's it. Yeah, well, in our pharmacy, we have a little hometown pharmacy. They actually still do deliveries, so we could even have them deliver to the gate if we need to. Right. So there's, I mean, everyone is, in the all the businesses boat. and yeah. stuff are, are trying to be flexible. We're all in the same boat. And if you guys are high risk, you know, either elderly or high risk in terms of your immune system, definitely stay home. But, you know, frankly, everyone uh, needs to yes. be staying home everyone right now. Everyone needs to stay home. It's not, it's no different than getting snowed in. And it's hard. I mean, it's just longer. I still have customers whose employers are telling them, you know, you got to be in the office, but that might change. You know, last week or early this week, we had the uh, basically the whole San Francisco Bay Area went on effectively lockdown. Shelter in place. Yeah, yeah. Shelter in place. And then yesterday, Sac County announced the same thing. So that's the capital of California, Sacramento, downtown Sacramento. And it's where all my customers are. So, yeah, who knows? Well, I've been busy making sure that everyone can. You know, all my customers can work from home and be effective. Do you hear that? I do. I can hear our goose outside. That's our old 20-year-old male goose out there. 21, yeah. he uh, Making some noise. He can see me from there, and I have the window open so I can hear if there's any kind of a ruckus. 
Yeah, by the way, for our new <laughs> listeners, if in case you haven't figured it out, this is a very unpolished show. This is yeah. we don't do a lot of editing. You, you get us and very you get unpolished. what's going on around us. So This is um I'm might. calling it one of the the first quarantine episodes and we're going to try to do a lot. We'll see yeah, how it goes. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh <clears throat> excuse me. Should we uh should we do some wrist checks to yeah. get things kicked off? Yeah, and actually I can't hear you as well, so you adjust your mic. Do I need up. to adjust my mic? Is that better? Make it a little higher so that you're closer. All right, cool. Very good. Okay. Go for it. All right. Here's my wrist check. I am wearing the Rolex Explorer 1, reference number 14270. And this one has the, I believe, we're not quite sure, but you good? I believe it's the last year of the tritium dial. I looked it up uh, based on the text at the bottom of the dial. And they did uh, tritium up to 1997, the the uh, T-Swiss less than 25, which is the amount of radioactivity it, it emits. So mm. we think this is a 1997 manufactured watch. Yep. We got that from our good friend Christine when she was at Torneau in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It matches a lot. I mean, it's yep. a good basic diver. And I have several black dial watches. So Well, it's not a diver. It's more of like a field watch doesn't have like a rotating bezel or anything. No, but still but it it's... Is, it's an oyster case, so yeah. yeah, it's water resistant. I'm getting a little feedback in my ears. Can you turn me down? Again? We can turn you down a little bit. Okay. How's that? Perfect. Is that better? That's better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, mine's going to be quick. I'm wearing my Rolex Submariner. Um, I just didn't... I happened to not change the watch this morning. So, And that'll probably happen more frequently since I'm not leaving the house. But this is one I wear every night to bed because... I charge it with a flashlight for mm -hmm. 10 seconds and it, it it's loomed all night. I can read it until the sun comes up. So it's my go-to for, for our regular listeners. You guys know we've had this one for a while. I think it was, it mm, was during December my 2018. Hip surgery. Was it December 2018 or January 2019? Somewhere yes. around that time frame where it became available at our local, our local dealer. And it was a funny story because I was recovering from, it was the day after my surgery. I had I had injured myself. I might have taken advantage. Guys. I had a I had a little bit of. <laughs> I might have taken advantage. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I, I showed up at home with a Rolex so. <laughs> without asking permission. Without asking permission, but to this day, I'm still allowed back in the house. So that's yeah. that's a good thing. All right, so you guys all know what what a Submariner is. I'm not going to go into all that detail. Uh, housekeeping stuff. You know, I mean. The news these days, there's one topic everyone's talking about, right? Which is is coronavirus and how it's affecting not just the watch industry, but whatever industry you're dealing with. Uh, you know, in in the in our world, you've got Rolex and Patek and AP and Hublot, and I'm sure others that are sh you know shutting down production temporarily. So that's going to affect supply. Um, but on the positive note, the Hamilton P2 is coming back. The digital, or, yes, right? Yes, it was called the PSR originally. I think the first one in the 70s was an all-gold case, the P1. Then the P2, they came out with stainless steel, and it was you know, affordable. Uh, that has been announced, I think it's May is the time frame. But again, who knows with you know production delays and stuff. Mm. But uh, probably most famous for being worn by uh, Mr. Roger Moore. Yes. And, in Live and Let Die in 1973, <laughs> that, that red digital LCD readout. So that was pretty cool. So that one is coming back. I think they're doing it in a gold-plated and a stainless, but I haven't read all the all the stuff on it. But I am almost 
positive that's one we'll be adding to our collection. That's really we we love the old school seventies digital stuff like the the Bulova mm-hmm. that we bought last year. So, and I'm a big fan of yellow gold. Yeah, we might have to get one of each. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how I things. Don't know. We'll see how things go yeah. this summer. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. I, there's not a whole lot going on in the watch world other than, you know, what we're hearing everywhere else. Um, oh, some good news though. Just on 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 our front, is our anniversary is May twelfth, and because of my massive and complete and utter failure on Valentine's <laughs> Day, your gift is already on order. Wow. So yeah, it, it's exciting. I don't know if it's going to get here by our anniversary though, because it's. It's not going to be released until May. I won't, obviously I'm not going to say what it is, but it's not. We aren't even going to be able to get it until May. Um, but I'm ahead of the game this time, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to be in the doghouse, so I'm really excited. I got that taken care You're of. You're telling me now, so that if you can't give me a present on our anniversary, that I'll still be okay. You might get a picture of it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know works. if I'm going to. I've well, done that with your gifts, but before. that might spoil it too. So I don't. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet how I'm going to handle that, so I'll I'm keep in touch with to where I ordered it, and you know, and and again, I mean, the, it was going to be released in May, but again, who who knows with everything going on in the world, I, I just don't know. But the point is, I'm on top of it. I've handled it. This is not going to be another repeat of the val the 2020 Valentine's Day disaster. <laughs> so I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I was pretty upset. You were, and because I never kept been, giving you things, and you, we've always been, uh, you know, like whatever talking about Valentine's Day as like the hallmark. It's a hallmark yeah. holiday I just yeah. created to make money, and but yeah, you you were not you were not happy with me this year. I was definitely in the doghouse. I was sad. I kind of made up for it, kind of. Yeah. It was late, but I made up for it. Yes. So no, it's I'm fine. It is just a holiday, but I did shower you with gifts. <laughs> But I will say, I, I've always thought that the wedding anniversary is way more important than Valentine's Day. Oh. And I am going to nail it this year. So awesome. Yeah, you're going to be pretty stoked. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, uh, we've been stuck in, at, at home like everyone else. I did. Oh, we're on three weeks now. We've been home. Yeah. It, it's been, it's not bad. I mean, for us, we, I work from home unless I'm with my customers anyway. So it's not a huge change for us. I did get the old racing simulator rig going again now. I've been having fun with that. So. Maybe a little too much fun. I end up playing it, and all of a sudden I realize it's like one thirty in the morning. I really should be going to bed. Well, that's okay because it gives me I-racing. time to catch up with my friends that I haven't talked to in a while. Everyone's home. So it's been... Yep. I've been reconnecting with a lot of people. I think yeah. everyone is. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's a, not something we've ever seen in our lifetimes, so it'll, it'll be interesting. But things are going back to how it was out. when we were younger. You know, you, it's a simple yeah. life. It's your home... Um, watching movies you're cooking you're spending time with people so it's kind of like you know we i'm a homebody yeah and i think it's gonna i think it might be good for people as long as everyone's healthy we're worried about that but i think it is going to be you know people are going to kind of rediscover each other and rediscover their cooking and 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 maybe it'll give you time to you know go through the watch news and discover amazing watches like the Chanel J12 X-Ray that we didn't talk about in the last podcast (laughs) that we both thought was amazing. I I do love their watches. Just the regular J12 is pretty cool, right? If you're in the market for kind of a diver. A white ceramic. It's it's a neat, Chanel really did well. I'm not always super impressed with more of the fashion brand high-end watches, but like the Cartier is considered a fashion brand. They're great. Um, 
but yeah, the Chanel J12, they, they released that, the X-ray all Sapphire, like Sapphire case, full Sapphire bracelet. It, it is blinged out with diamonds and therefore it does cost $626,000. So it's probably not something that most of us normal people will ever get to see in our lifetime, but it is a cool looking watch. And if, if you, if you like it, uh, check out the regular J12s, you know, they're much more affordable. I mean, not, they're like Rolex Submariner territory in terms of price, maybe a little bit lower, but um, they are expensive, but definitely not $626,000 expensive. Could you imagine the house you can get with that? Yeah. Well, maybe not in California, but most of the most of the rest of the civilized world, you can get a beautiful home for that. So, yeah, like I said, not something that most of us regular plebes will ever see, but <laughs> very cool nonetheless. That's all I had on the housekeeping stuff. Okay. So if you want, I think we're just going to... We'll just dive into this. I'm going to let you kind of lead the lead the charge because you've put together a a big chunk of this list. Some of it's probably boring for people, but I'll just ramble on. Hey, it's just ideas, yeah. right? I mean, maybe it's stuff you haven't thought about, so we're gonna we're gonna lay it all out there for you. Okay. Do you want to go? Do you want to alternate, or shall do we? I don't know. Well, let's just play it by ear. Like like I said, this is the un, this is unpolished, so we'll just figure it out. Okay, I can start. So first thing. You can binge watch or binge listen, depending on if you're on YouTube or whatever your podcast of choice is. You can listen to old Love & Watches episodes. Yeah, this suggestion obviously <laughs> is very self-serving. <laughs> uh, you could just take the Love & Watches out and just say just binge watch podcasts, right? I yeah. mean, there's compared to what was out there when we started this in 2018 there are a ton of watch podcasts now so there's a lot of content out there i find a new one every day yeah you should probably i don't think you could ever be bored if you enjoyed listening to watch podcasts there's probably enough to keep you busy 24 hours a day now so go back and binge listen to you know podcasts that that you listen to now maybe you haven't listened to some of our original episodes go back and listen to those Lots of watch podcasts out there, so there's actually a it's lot a of good suggestion. Podcasts in general is an amazing world mm-hmm. of knowledge. Depending on you know if you want to learn about health or cooking or um, you listen to several on racing, so there's just there's something for everybody. Truly, yeah. Well, and that goes for YouTube, right? As well, there's there's tons of watch content on YouTube. There's some amazing. One of my favorites is that older video from the 80s, I think, on Seiko Spring Drive and explaining how that works. It's mm. like a 15 or 20 minute video. There's just so much content out there. Yeah, You'll never see, be bored. And I see a really good list after I'm done with mine of things that you are recommending too. So yep. um, shall I start? <clears throat> well, yeah. So you're. Okay, I, so, I like your next one. Oh, thanks. So I haven't quite done this yet, but a good thing for us to do if we're home and not you know, looking for something to do is organize and tidy up your watch boxes. So go through your boxes, straighten everything. You can even I've do a little polishing. I've seen your watch box and My it watch definitely could is, use a little organizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not dangerous in there, but it's definitely <laughs> not tidy like not yours. But I do have more, so I have to be creative on how I, I get them all underneath the lid. Yeah. So go in and even take some time and do some polishing, get a nice soft cloth, mm-hmm. polish up your watches. If they're really in bad shape, pop the bracelets off, put the bracelets in some soapy water or however you, you know, safely clean. But um, 
Yeah, you use that's the, an idea. We do the um, the ultrasonic cleaner, which you can pick up at jewelry stores, you know, or, or Amazon, Amazon or whatever, pretty inexpensively, and just just a little water and just a drop of soap. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you'll put a bracelet in that maybe you've only worn for a couple months, and you think it can't be that dirty, and you stick it in an ultrasonic cleaner with a little warm water and like dish soap. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that water is like black. You can run it through a couple times to get it really clean, but it, it works wonders. I love the ultrasonic cleaners. And I go pretty easy on it because I don't know what kind of stress it puts on certain metals. And mm-hmm. I, I don't put anything <clears throat> ceramic or anything with any kind of uh, decoration on it. But that's something to do. And then reorganize them, organize them into groups by color or by quartz and automatic, uh, age. Yeah, we like kind of, that's how we did it by... Like one of my boxes is all quartz pieces. The other one's all Mm -hmm. mechanical. And then we've got, we do have some like in watch rolls that we stick in the safe, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But yeah, arrange them how, you know, and a lot of, a lot of folks will arrange them based on what they, you know, the watches that are kind of in the current rotation, what they're wearing, those will be right at the top of the box, right? Right under the lid. Mm -hmm. Super easy to get to. But it's a good time to do that, right? It's a good time to tidy up your house in general when we're all stuck inside. And that's what my next one is, is. You know, we're, a lot of us are probably doing some spring cleaning. I've uh, been doing quite a bit of laundry and Actually, organizing. Actually, we refer to that as corona cleaning now. Thank you very much. I used to call it Swedish death cleaning, and now it's Now it's coronavirus cleaning. cleaning. But repurpose other things. If you have something that you're not using, you can repurpose a box or cigar boxes. Um, just be creative. And actually, that's something that we need to do because we've got, we do have some old cigar boxes that we use for like, uh, you know, straps and bands and, and that kind of thing. And those things are literally overflowing. I mean, we, yeah. they're, we need to look at that we and figure out, okay, these are not, these are cool, but they're not working anymore. We need something a little bit more purposeful in mm-hmm. terms of being out. Like we'll, we'll search all over the place for a band. It's like, what box is that? Is that, you know, NATO strap in or whatever? Yeah. I actually have a couple of um, just what I was talking about. I've been going through and I have a couple empty Tupperware with lids that handles they're, mm-hmm. they're bigger than a shoebox, so we can use that for all the, the NATOs and things. Those, Yeah, exactly. He just opened the closet. Perfect. So There you go. There's that. And what's next here? So as you go through your watches, assess them for damage or scratches. See if there's anything you need to write on a list for your jeweler to fix. And this is actually a really good time for everybody to go through their house and take photos of your valuables. Mm-hmm. If, you good, if you don't if you don't already have that in your safe or on the cloud just do a video walk around take pictures or take photos of your watches for the record um also if you have pieces that are over that are on the higher end like say over two thousand to three thousand yeah it depends on your i don't know carrier. what carriers re- all require but if they go over a certain value you can put them on your home policy or renter's policy so yep see if you can look into that and see about getting those insured. Uh, I like the idea of assessing for damage and stuff because, you know, for wearing watches a lot, you're not always looking real closely at them. So this is a good time to go through and look at them and make notes. And um, I think one of the things you had on here was create a spreadsheet. Yes. I'm getting to that. Um, that. Can we skip to that real quick? Yeah. So, So we actually have a spreadsheet that shows all of our pieces Oh, there's one of the little females screaming and yelling out there. Can you guys hear that? Oh, and then a frog. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> a little create, distracting. I know. <laughs> create a spreadsheet. 
and list out when you purchased the watch, what the watch is, the brand, the model. Uh, it's the retail value, what you paid for it. Uh, what else do you have on ours? On ours, so I've got or... retail. I have what I paid for it. I have what I think the market value is. And there's all kinds of tools and apps you can use for that to determine market value. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even just go to eBay and you know look around. Uh, and then I also start have started, I started another column and I've actually added a photo of each piece. Um, so we've got that spreadsheet and I think I'm going to add, well, I already have a column for service date, right? So as we start to service our watches, I'm going to, we're going to record when they get serviced. And then I'm probably going to also add a column for things that might need to be done to the watch. So when we do get it serviced, we've already got that list and we know exactly what needs to be done. Now, if you've got five watches, obviously this is, this may not be worth your time. We've got a big collection, you know, hundred plus watches between the two of us ranging in price and quality and everything else. But it just helps us keep track of, of all this, this little minutia, right? Especially your autos because you do have to service them eventually. Yeah. Yep. So it helps. And, and if it's, if you got a, a big collection of quartz, you can write down, when you, you know, keep track of when battery. you change the battery, you know, note if you change the, uh, the, um, O-ring on the case back, which you should always do, by the way, if you change your own batteries, you can buy huge, like grosses of, of case back O-rings from like Esslinger or, or on mm-hmm. eBay, uh, you're going to get better quality if you go through an Esslinger. Uh, can I tell a story about that? Yeah, go for it. I have a very dear friend who has a beautiful watch. It's a uh, Victorinox Swiss Army. It's got a mother of pearl dial with diamond indices squared like the Rolex dials. Um, It's a really pretty, pretty uh, quartz ladies. um, I I wouldn't call it fashion watch, but it's a a dress watch. Mm -hmm. And it stopped working. So she went to take it to get the battery changed. And they told her that it, the whole inside was destroyed and it had gotten water moisture and she needs a new movement for it. So I had, they said that there also wasn't an O-ring and the, the place that she bought it at, she used to take it to get the batteries done. And the last time they did the battery, they didn't put the O-ring back in. So they are not willing to help her with the cost of this anymore. And, um, the cost for her to get the movement replaced is pretty much the cost of buying a used piece on. Mm. I've seen some that are pretty close on a little bit more on eBay and then you'd have a spare, but that's a tough one. Cause she wasn't really prepared to have to do that. Right. And it's a very sentimental piece. So if you're, if you're not changing your own batteries and you're able to put in your own O-rings, make sure your jeweler does that for you. Yeah. then that, that's a good reminder. Thank you to me that that watch is sitting on my bench right now and I need to open it up and look in the movement because I'm going to shop and see if I can find a movement for her. Um, cause I, yes. I can replace the movement. It's, you know, it's not, I've got the tools to pull the dial and, and the hands and stuff. So that's not a hard thing to do. And it's a Swiss, it's a Swiss quartz movement. So I don't know if there are. OEM. I don't even know what it is yet. I got to right. open it up and look at it. You, you even mentioned that you could put a generic in there if you can't get a hold of them you can it's nice to try to keep the same you know movement that the watch was designed with but there are you know if you need to go japanese like a miyota there's probably ones that will fit and and Mm -hmm. work just fine but hopefully we can find one you know i I don't mind doing the work for her and then we can find one so it's really a lovely watch too it's so pretty and it was a celebration of a milestone i believe she graduated college so 
which is huge, right? It's, it's not like it's a ten thousand dollar watch or anything, but for her, it's well, I think watches are time, meaningful. They they meet a lot of watches mean something. To oh people, yeah, right. It, that really shows. Well, I think they paid probably seven or eight hundred dollars for that watch. That's a lot yeah. of money. Oh no, it's I, beautiful. It's I got totally diamonds agree. and. But a lot of people would say, "Well, it's not that much. Just go buy another one." Well, that's it's got oh, sentimental it's value for the mm-hmm. owner, you know. So yeah, thanks for that reminder. What's next? Okay. Um, here's a fun one. Try different bands and bracelets on all your watches. Grab your, grab your bucket of NATOs and different mesh and Milanese bands. Try them on. Experiment. Get your kids involved. It's fun <laughs> if you've got a box full of them. Just take the. <laughs> Take the the bracelet or the strap off of whatever watch head you're working on, put it down, and then go grab your others and just start lining them up and see what looks good, right? It's It's a fun thing to do. We've done it before. All right. Let's see. Reevaluate how often you wear your watches. Take this opportunity to possibly say, you know, I don't wear this one very much. And maybe there's a young person in your family or a a child or someone or a friend who's having a birthday, who knows, you might be able to gift some of your watches that are still in fantastic shape, but you maybe don't wear them as much or consider selling them or consider, you know, looking for, if you're ready for something new, look for, you know, a goal, you know, save up for a special watch that you would like to get next and look, look in your collection to see what you can sell. If that's, you know, if just buying the watch isn't an option. So Yep. A lot of our listeners have budgets, pretty tight budgets, so it's not something that they can do. A lot of people sell their watches first before they purchase a new one. Which is actually a great lead into the topic right above that of of start experimenting with some photo shoots at home. Um, if you're going to sell a watch, yeah. you need to take a bunch of photos of it, so start messing around. There, You don't have to buy the most expensive gear to take really nice photos. Mm-hmm. You know, you can... People use pieces of paper and cardboard and they spray paint it black to make a little or white photo mm-hmm. box and you just get some existing lights. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. anything. Great time now to start experimenting, you know. You're, so, you're stuck in ho- at home anyway, so start messing around with the, with the photos. Yeah, and use those for your eBay ads. And then um, if, if buying a, a, you know, if you've got a, a Grail watch you really want, but you just can't afford it, the SKX mod community, the Seiko mod community is a huge, huge, and, and Vostok too. People are, a lot of people do the mods on the Vostoks, but with the Seikos, you can really emulate, you know, you can do an homage to just about anything. Oh yeah. There are, I mean, you could, you can do a sub, you can do, I actually saw someone do a Batman Invicta mod today and it looked pretty good. <laughs> it looked really good. It was impressive. And I didn't know you could really modify those watches. I thought they were yep. More in one piece, but um, the Seiko 007. It's a great one to mine. Really, really good. I love mine. And it's a it's a really large watch. I think it's 42. Is that 42 millimeters? The that one you made 40. me? Or 40. I think the SKX 007 is a 40. I should know this, but I don't know it off the top of my head. And it, it really, you know, as someone that's done one mod, uh, which I did, that you guys have seen online, now, if you go into our Instagram feed, you'll see that white dial that uh, that PG sports uh, pretty often. It's kind of the Rolex Explorer 2. Yeah, similar. That was kind of our thought process when I was modding it. But it it helps you learn how to work on your own watches, right? You start with mm-hmm. something fresh. It's all nice and clean. 
you buy the tools that you need and it really it's a good teaching process and learning process to to learn how to work on your own watches so it's fun we had a great time with that that was a really nice gift yeah it was it was a lot of fun all right let's see we talked about youtube talked about the spreadsheet uh okay you have one on here that's interesting so have fun on instagram well just i've been looking around since we've been home and finding uh new people to follow looking at different watches um vintage watch collectors there's a lot of new people out on instagram so it's kind of an emerging you know there's more people every day yeah and one thing I'll tell everybody, be selective, right? If you're going to take this time to start, you know, spending a little bit more time on social media, be selective of who you follow and make sure it's the content you want to see. You know, you don't know how these things work. And one of the, my frustrations is we don't see a lot of the stuff from our original, you know, kind of friends, friends, our core group on Instagram, but we're just, you're overloaded with so much new stuff. Um, so it just be selective, but it is a good time to go through and, you know, kind of along the lines of messing with your photo techniques and getting mm-hmm. good photos, the, the better your photos are and the more people will, will see them on, on the, and on the social, the medias of socialness. The, well, and there are a lot of nice people out there, but I'm, I'm finding some bad eggs. I, Lots of bad I eggs. like Everywhere. today, for example, yeah. I have a story that there was some brand bashing going on and someone said some pretty, you know, unkind things. And some of the comments were, actually truly actually ugly very bad and yeah, very like ugly. i'm surprised that it didn't get yanked because it was bringing in coronavirus into it and and it was actually pretty dark and yeah it was not there was some nasty stuff that never should have been posted or commented on but you know it's one of those brands where people hop on that hating bandwagon but the way that it was associated with bad owners of that brand yeah. is really really nasty they, tar- they targeted people personally and it was pretty awful and it, guys if you see that kind of stuff report it if you can report it you definitely want to report it that's just that stuff that doesn't belong out there it's it's mean and nasty and and ugly and anyway let, let's okay, get off so that topic. back, back yeah. to fun positive yeah. things it's all about positive i love this next one because it pertains to us and some of the folks that we work with which yeah. is to write a watch review. Yes, I, I think that's awesome. And you know, there's so many. It is it is overload these days, right? I mean, our our little blog is just a tiny little fish in a tiny little pond, anyway. But if you enjoy writing and you enjoy watches, write about one of your watches, and then contact someone like us or Two Broke Watch Snobs or some other you know blog or podcast that you guys enjoy and that you identify with and say, Hey, I've got a reader review. Would you be interested? Mm-hmm. We're always interested in that. Anyone that wants to submit a reader review of a piece, we are always interested in that. Um, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty uh, liberal on not making a lot of edits because we mm-hmm. want the, the owner's voice to come through. So we don't have a lot of yeah, strict guidelines and everything. We, we don't just, change this, the writing no. style, but um, I do correct for grammar and punctuation. So yeah, it's so fun to see different styles because ours are the same, always each one, which yep. is fine, but it gets, you know, it gives more variety. And I know you actually, Ranch Racer is really good at writing them and he's, he enjoys it, but I, I actually, it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love to give feedback when you're writing a review for the, for the women's point of view, a female collector, but for me to sit down and write a review, it's, t- it's tougher for me to do. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you all, as someone who is a consumer of watch-related content on the 
on the interwebs, um, the reviews that I like best are the reader reviews. That's how I got my start. When I first started writing for Wristwatch Review, it started with a reader review uh, and then kind of just morphed from there and I became a writer for the website. But the reader reviews are great because, you know, the, the reviews that are out there, they're either off of press releases or if they get a watch in, they they have it for a couple days and then they, you need to forward it on. And we've mm-hmm. done that before, right? Mm-hmm. You have a watch for a few days and you got to forward it on to the next media person to do a review. But there's there's a lot more thought I've found that goes into the reader reviews because it's someone who owns the piece, mm-hmm. right? They live with it on a daily basis. You hear about why they bought it, what it means to them. I love the reader reviews. And, you know, for if I look at kind of the current crop of, of blogs out there, I think that the guys that really started this, and we mention them all the time, but as Mike and Kaz at Two Broke Watch Snobs, they're the ones that really opened it up and started inviting their community in mm-hmm. to do the the watch reviews. And they do the, the fun community reviews where they send a watch around to a bunch of people, a little bit different than a, a reader review. But that, to me, those reviews mean more. Like I'll read a bunch of reviews on a watch and then I'll read a reader review on it. And that one usually has the most impact on my mm-hmm. decision. Making. You get the good, the bad and the ugly. You don't yep. have, um, it's not a really large, I find that like early on you'd read the really large, large, large watch blogs. And it was just gushing. So like so many wonderful things about the piece because they got to keep it or they got like 20 grand to write it. So yeah. Or, think- or they didn't want to get on the, bad side the of the bad side of the manufacturer mm-hmm. and never get another one of their watches in review so it's you always had to take them with a grain of salt i guess but yeah the, that's that's really why i like the reader reviews it's someone that's put their own honest, money down yeah it's an honest review you know I, I think they're great i love them and and honestly most of the reviews we do are of watches that we own every once in a while we'll get a piece in from a manufacturer and we'll do a a write-up on it but mm-hmm. you know 80 90 percent of the reviews that we do are on our own watches so I like to think you guys are getting a an unbiased view on those. <laughs> yep. But anyway, if you want to write, contact whatever blog or podcast or YouTube channel that you guys really like and see if they'll take a reader review. It's it's a great way to spend your your time when you're not working. Yeah. Okay, I've got some non-watch related content. Should we go through the last big one or do you want to What's the uh the books? Um It's up to you. Item 15 on our list, on our show notes. Yeah. Let's do the watch related and then we can go to. All right. So we'll do, we'll do the, okay. So, and this is all about you, honey. Yeah. So the one thing that I really enjoy is reading books about watches, um, actual books that I can hold in my hand that have, that are made of paper that have beautiful, glossy photos. That's, that's what I really enjoy. Um, so I put together a list of a bunch of books that I wanted to recommend to you guys. I will do my best to link to all of these where you can buy them online. I know my show notes are pretty pathetic, but I will do my best to take the time to put these, at least on the website. It's a little bit harder on, you know, within iTunes and stuff. You can't, they don't have clickable, maybe they do have clickable links, but anyway, I'll try to do better. So let me go through my list. The yeah, first, this is a good list. The first one is, is a book that, man, I love this thing. I've probably read through the entire thing twice. It's a big, you know, large format, hardbound coffee table book, and it's called The Wristwatch Handbook, A Comprehensive Guide to Mechanical Wristwatches, and it's by an author by the name of Ryan Schmidt. Came out two or three years ago. Absolutely gorgeous photos. He got a lot of the photo. I think most of the photos were stock photos that he got from manufacturers, 
but it doesn't just go through models. It actually covers, it has sections of number one, how mechanical watches work, the mechanics behind it and beautiful pictures to illustrate it. And then it has sections on, on all the different types of complications. And he explains like how perpetual calendars work and chronographs and it's totally fascinating. So if you like to nerd out on, on the technical aspects of wristwatches, hands down for me, this is absolutely one of the best. I love it. That's again, that's the wristwatch handbook, a comprehensive guide to mechanical wristwatches and the author is Ryan Schmidt. I think I bought ours on Amazon. Uh, let's see. Ah, the next one <laughs> from our friend Anthony over at the No BS Watchmaker. We've had him on the show before. We've he's actually, so smart. He's he's so smart. He's a watchmaker, very intelligent guy. Uh, and funny. Wrote a book <laughs> on on uh, something called 100, 100 Plus No BS Watch Tips by Anthony L. The No BS Watchmaker. We've given done. one away, actually. We did, and I'm almost done with mine. It's it's really good. Now, this is not like your big format, glossy, beautiful photos. This is a, you know, soft copy, smaller format, down and dirty. Mm-hmm. It's a great guide, especially if you're just getting into watches. It is a fantastic guide. It's affordable. It comes from someone who really understands the industry, and it just tips on, you know, what goes on and... What happens in in uh, jewelry stores and just all kinds of great stuff. It's very, very, very enlightening. enlightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, a blast to have Anthony on the show. So that's another great one. 100 plus no BS watch tips. I'd have to say that's probably a must read for every watch collector. I, yeah, I, I couldn't new disagree with that. And it's mm-hmm. not expensive. You know, you pick it up on Amazon, I think. So it's it's a great one. Now, the next one on my list is interesting. It's called A Man and His Watch by Matt Rannick. I see it online a lot. It came out a year or two ago. Great book. From our perspective, so I, I enjoyed it. Let me start with that. I really enjoyed it. It's it goes through and has a lot of it has a lot of folks that talk about a, a watch or a, a couple of watches that mean a lot to them. And most of these people are they're either known in the watch industry or in the larger, you know, global community. So they, like Mario Andretti and Kikuo eBay, who who um, developed the G Shock. And Ralph Lauren, Sylvester Stallone. So those types of folks. A lot of names I didn't recognize. Great. But I really thought it was unfortunate that it was just men. Right? Not <laughs> not a collector and, and their watch or, you know, there's no women in it. And that was a little bit unfortunate because, as you guys know, we're big proponents of female collectors. And so that was um great book. I'm not saying don't buy it. it. I really enjoyed it. But that would be my one criticism of it is it. It did not, it was not inclusive of, of women and, you know, female collectors at all. Well, they'd have to change the title. (laughs) Yeah, they would. (laughs) No way around that. (laughs) They would have to change the title. So maybe he'll come out with another one. Maybe we'll uh, suggest to Matt that he needs to come out with uh, a woman woman in her watch. It's probably already happening. What a a fantastic, yeah, maybe he's already working on it. And if he is, I will completely eat my words. Matt, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are because all the, you know, all the popular people in the watch world listen to our little tiny <laughs> piddly podcast. Uh, if you're listening, I deeply apologize if you are currently working on a woman and her watch. So, you know, though, hopefully. if there is going to be something like that, it's not going to represent the entire population. It'll only represent high end collectors. Mm, okay. So I don't know me, if you'd have like Seiko modders or things like that. Let me say this about his book is that it's not all high end stuff. Oh, I thought you said it was celebrities and it is, but some of them will have like a, one of them has like a, che- a very cheap, inexpensive, like $20 Casio that means a oh, lot to him. Okay. 
So excellent. Yes. No, he did a really, really okay. good job with that. So it's I not should like read it. it's not, you know, a bunch of rich people with Pateks and whatever, right? I mean it really like does, the article, the women's article was all high end. It's yeah, it's about it's just about people and they're a watch that means something to them, right? It might be high end, it might not be, but yeah, it was I think he did a great job. Okay. Number four. This is for you Rolex fans out there. If you don't like Rolex, um, just keep hitting the plus 10 second uh, <laughs> key on your, your podcast player there and, and you can get to the next one. But for you Rolex fans out there, there's one out called the, the Watchbook Rolex by Gilbert Bruner. Now, Gilbert Bruner wrote another one I'm going to talk about. Uh, really amazing, amazing writer. So much in-depth knowledge of the watch industry. And this thing... You've seen it, right? It's that green one mm-hmm. out there. It's a, yep. another big, large Gorgeous format coffee, coffee table. table. But the outside, the, piano. the jacket is like almost like a suede. I mean, it's it's such a cool book. And it it's really the whole history of, of Rolex and all the different models. And it gets into a lot of, of um, really deep detail on, on uh, reference numbers. And, you know, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But if you're a Rolex fan, it is an amazing book. I don't remember what I paid for it. Most of our books I got on, on Amazon, so I'll try to include the links. Amazing. If you like that large format, you know, we're big time into the large format mm-hmm. coffee table books. Uh, it's very, very cool. Good photography, not excellent photography, but good photography. Uh, and the other interesting thing is his books always come in multi-languages. So this one, you've got a column in English, a column in French, and a column in German. So he just releases one book with a bunch of different languages in that book. So really cool if you're into Rolex. Uh, the next one is a big one for us. It's Boulevard, A History of Firsts. Now, I don't know if they're still making this. I probably should have checked before I mentioned it. Maybe you can find a, a used one for sale. Um, I got it. Okay. You got it when we got the Devil Diver. Yeah. So what happened? This book was released and it was it was pretty pricey. It was over $200, I want to say, or just under like $190. Again, it's a large format coffee table book, but that was pretty, that was really a, a lot of money for a book about Bulova. Now it's amazing. It's the whole history of Bulova, some of their notable models. The reason I got mine is because one of the two, one of the two Devil Divers <laughs> that I bought, the special editions, it was one of the analog shift versions. And when Bulova during production realized they were not going to be able to do day date with the Salida movement that they had. And they, they changed the, after we'd all paid for the watch, right? Put our money down. They changed to a date only. And because they did that, they decided to uh, give the, the customers of the 30 analog shift versions uh, a copy of this book. So that's how I got it. I don't, I don't know if I would have spent $190 on it. If you're a huge bull of a fan, it's probably worth the money to buy it because it, it is a neat history and great photography. A lot of old um, like print ads and stuff that are in there and goes through all the, you know, the the notable references from bull of a. So a cool, a cool one. Definitely pricey. I'm sure they're still available because they're so expensive. I don't know how, how well they sold, but beautiful book nonetheless. Uh, I mentioned Gilbert Bruner. So the other big one from him is... The Watchbook and the Watchbook 2. These are, they have a lot of French text, but there is a mix of French and English text. Gorgeous photography, and it basically covers the history of all the significant pieces from the major luxury brands. So whether it's, you know, Omega or 
Rolex or Patek Philippe or Breguet or you know, whatever big brand is out there. Just really, really cool books. Again, these were Amazon purchases, so I'll put the links. Um, and, and again, they're big coffee table format. So it's the watch book and the watch book two. So that's it's in two uh, volumes. All right, we're down to the last two, guys. <laughs> For you Omega Speedmaster fans oh, out there. Speedies. Yeah, I love so those things. I think this one came out in, it came out in 2019 so last year um and it is called a moon watch story not it's hardbound but it's it's not like really large like coffee table format a little bit smaller um great history of speedmaster and it covers literally the very beginnings of the speedmaster and some of the origins of omega as a brand and then goes through the whole space program and all the latest additions up to uh, 2018. So neat photography from NASA, a lot of it provided from NASA. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, I haven't read through the whole thing, but I've looked through it. It's a neat one. And then I left what I think is the best for last. You've seen this one, haven't you? I don't know. Okay. George Daniels. So for anyone that is really, really into the mechanics of a watch, you guys probably know who George Daniels is. He's a a British uh, watchmaker and he's literally a watchmaker. He's not a watch repairer. He built watches. He's not with us anymore. Um, but he really wrote the definitive guide. If you have ever had any inclination of either becoming a watchmaker or possibly designing and constructing your own watch, his, his book, it's a, a large format, absolutely incredible book. It goes through, you know, it talks about, thinking about your motivation for why you want to do this because it's such a large undertaking. So that's kind of how it starts. And then it goes through how to set up your shop and the tools that are required. And it was a huge eye opener for me. I actually read the whole thing and it is, it goes through the processes and the techniques and how to do all the perlage. I just, it is absolutely, it is the book. If you've ever thought about being a watchmaker or designing and, and constructing a watch or just getting into the guts of them, I'm not going to build my own watch, but I, I dig the mechanics. So, so it was cool. So that was my last one. Excellent. Okay. Shall I talk about non watch related? Go Use for it. Why silly, not? Let's silly, throw it out useless there. Useless prattling. Now we're going to talk about what kind of things you can do that are non watch related while you're at home. Um, let's see. Where's my list? So we're fortunate that we have, 10 acres to be on and manage. So that's exercise for us, but we're, we're inside a lot with the weather. So I'm starting my yoga DVDs again. There you go. I, I think we need to stay physically fit while we're trapped inside. And that's a really good way. If you've got something else you do, like remember that those Wii platforms that we all used to play the darts and hey, we still have our, we Wii. still have it. So we were talking about pulling that out this weekend, having a pub night or, you know, do that and maybe make a pizza or have a date night. Mm -hmm. I'm getting out to find China maybe Friday night and I can make oh, you, right make you, you something nice and I'll put a dress on and we can, cool. since we can't go out for a long time, we'll do that. Awesome. Um, I'm actually going to, I went through all my seeds because I, I have a vegetable garden every year and I went through all my seeds to see what's there and I'm going to probably try to start them indoors. Excuse me. 
And I actually use eggshells from cooking, you know, like if you crack an egg open, keep the halves. And I, I put soil in them and I start my seeds in there. So I'm going to start all my seeds inside. Um, we organized our freezer. I almost froze my hands off my fingertips yep, this morning, yep. organize our deep freeze. So we organized our food just so we know what's there. And, yep. um, cause I don't want to be panicking. And, and honestly, when we, this all first started, I actually had a few moments of anxiety cause I have all this food, but I'm like, what do I make? I, I didn't know what to choose and I want to maximize everything for, you know, maximum length of time of having all the food. And I don't want to mix my nationalities together at the end where you've got like some bizarre combination of flavors. So I've been trying to think like, how do I do this the smartest way? And I've been going through cookbooks. Um, cookbooks are great. Meal planning is really good. Know what you have and do some meal planning. Um, what, and- what better time for it? Well, yeah. And I, I mean, us, we're a little unusual because I, I do have a lot of food on hand for my chemo. So I always have, I have a backup plan so that you don't have to cook mm-hmm. and it's mostly frozen vegetables and things yeah, that are Yeah, because I'm the easy. guy that leaves the oven on and yes. the burners and I, I'm a terror in the once. kitchen, but I can yeah. barbecue and I do that well. Yes. Yeah, so knowing what you have and doing a little plan and actually I have, I have kind of a cookbook collection. I have tons of cookbooks. Some are my mother's and and most are mine. And I have one here that I want to recommend and we should put this on the, the website. Sure. And I've had it for two or three years, but it's from America's test kitchen and it's called six ingredient solution. And I, I'm more of an advanced person as far as recipes. So I, I really enjoy cooking as a hobby, but I was going through this book and each recipe is only six ingredients and it usually incorporates, um, a basic vegetable, either fresh, frozen, or canned, and either a meat or a vegetable, um, vegetarian. Um, I have never seen so many post-it notes sticking I, out of a book, people. <laughs> you got to see this. 60, I mean, <laughs> we'll take we'll take a photo. But there are so many great recipes, and it's like, wow, that is really simple. And I have all these things, so it puts it together. You're not using up a lot of your food. And you're, you're maximizing, it basically maximizes the flavor without having to use so much into it. And it's all really, really good recipes. It's laid out well. Um, the categories are, they're, they're sensible. And it's just taking the stress away because I didn't want to have to, like, I mean, every day I'm like, well, what do you want for lunch? Or what do you want for dinner? It's like, I, I'm like, got a glazed over look on my face trying to think of what's there. But I so, think so that's yeah. a good one. It's a really good book. And the Test Kitchen, you can't go wrong with America's Test Kitchen. The show is good. Their books are good. Look, so. we, the whole thing is we're all having to turn a negative into a positive right now, right? We have to yep. figure out how to get through life. You know, a, a lot of us, you know, we we eat out, I don't know, maybe once or twice a week we used to. Maybe. Oh, we eat out we maybe once or down. twice a month, but we do it a lot of takeout. But now there's none of that. And we're not, we're not leaving the house. We're not right. doing anything. So if you're someone that has eaten out frequently, now's a good time. You know, I I know everyone talks about how life gets so busy and you can't do it. And there's all these services where you can go out and you can have your dinners pre-cooked and delivered and all this stuff. We're in a different, little bit of a different world right now, you know, and, and up until recently with the online, with online and the internet and technology, people cooked for themselves, right? It's not that hard. This is going back to basics, how our parents lived it's going back to how I live when I was younger. Exactly. I mean, it's not that hard to cook for yourself. There are a lot of easy ways to do it. It's more healthy. 
I'm not going to say stop going out. A lot of people love going out. They love their takeout or whatever, whatever you want to do. But, you know, it's, you can't argue the fact that if you cook at home, it's going to be healthier and and less expensive. So, and you can get your kids involved. I, I always loved when my mom let me in the kitchen. She was quite the chef herself. So, and I'm seeing a lot of people posting lately on Instagram stories, their, their, uh, the food they're making, and it looks really good. I've, I've even DM'd some people, um, there's a fella down in LA. He's a, he's a, a tailor. He makes beautiful clothing and he's, he likes to cook. So I actually DM'd him, um, for a recipe. So cool. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much, that's pretty much what I have. Um, I think those are great suggestions for sure. And we're all looking for, for help and suggestions. So if, if we can help in any way, we're happy to do that. That's and, it. Yeah. I mean, we're just spending a lot. I'm spending a lot more time with my pets. Mm, and yeah. we've got, you know, a dozen or more of them around here on the property. We have a few. Yeah. Yeah. So they're liking it. But, um, and what's funny is I've always noticed with animals, whether it's dogs or any of my other animals, their life just kind of goes on. You know, they're, they don't have the capacity to grasp this. So it's kind of a calming effect to see, okay, well, I've got enough food for them. Why, you know, don't worry so much. People are, people are surviving this, people aren't surviving it, but it's a good sign that the, that the actual, you know, course of it is mild for most people. And I think a lot, I was having some anxiety initially about, you know, really what's going to happen. Everyone's thinking that. Well, yeah. And we do fall into that category of, of a compromised immune system with you. So we just have to be super ultra extra careful. Um, And even if you don't fall into that category, be careful, be careful. And realize that there are a lot of people who do. And by going out and continuing to to risk the spread of this thing, you're putting a lot of people at risk. So do your best to, yeah. you know, it's like the whole human race has to pull together right now. And it's about herd immunity and herd mm-hmm. health. So yep. I know try to think about your neighbor who may not be able to handle a flu that you can. Yep. I mean, if it's like, it's this simple. If everyone stayed in their home for like two weeks... We could get through this. It's never going to happen because there are people that have to be out there offering services. Life has to go on. So it's going to take longer than that. But if you don't have to go out, don't go out. No. And especially for something that is non-essential. We've even had, you know, close family members do that. And it's like, why are stay, you going? Stay home don't if it's go. not essential. Stay no. home. Yep. So please, please be careful. All right. Are we done? I think so. I think we're done. I think that this was a fun one. Actually, it was good to think about all this stuff. So so there you go, guys. Now that we're done with this one and you finished listening to it, now you can go back and binge all of the other episodes, <laughs> like 45, 50, 60 hours worth of content. So <laughs> go knock yourselves out. All right. Um, well, that was a good, our first successful quarantine podcast. Yes. So um, normal things, Teespring. You know, go search Love and Watches on Teespring if you're so inclined to wear branded stuff or drink out of branded mugs. You can go <laughs> buy them there. Um, keep tagging us on Instagram. Give us a review on iTunes. We didn't read a review today. We told you guys we probably wouldn't read one every show, but uh, there will be times when we'll read those iTunes reviews. If we do readers online, you're going to get some fun stuff. So, uh, and thank you to the individual who actually reached out and, and let us know how to get oh, in yeah. contact with yes. him. So that's great. So we can send him some stuff or her. I think it was him. Uh, send in those show ideas. If there's stuff you guys want to hear about, especially now, right? Maybe some weird 
inane watch topic, you know, give it, challenge us. We'll go out and do the research and we'll bring a show to you on the topic. So uh, let us know. And, and as always, if you have questions for us, you know, personal questions around our collecting or, you know, how we choose watches or whatever, or specific questions around maybe a, a watch you're looking at or shopping for, send those in. Uh, we've had a few of you send those in and yeah, we're going to have I a get future DMs episode. too. And I've gotten some, I wonder if I should read some of them on the air. I mean, DMs on Instagram are probably mm-hmm. the easiest way, but if you're not on Instagram, you can send it to admin at loveandwatches.com or perpetual girl at loveandwatches.com or ranch racer at loveandwatches.com. Uh, and either any of those ways we will get those questions. So, uh, and then just review us on iTunes. We always ask that it helps, uh, bump the show up and bring it to more, more people. So, that is a wrap. What are we at time wise? It's 55 almost, minutes. It's almost, not bad. Yeah, and it's almost time to do chores. I was thinking it was only going to be like a 30 minute episode. So we got more out of that than I thought. Uh, fans and, and listeners and friends. watch fam and <laughs> friends. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you guys. And and uh, we just we enjoy sharing this this hobby and, and, you know, all this fun stuff with you. And in this day and age and what's going on just stay safe keep your family safe and uh we will talk to you next time this is ranch racer and this is perpetual girl thanks everyone we'll catch you on the next episode